Well, good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you today. Hope you're doing good this morning. If you have a copy of God's precious word, we're studying in the Gospel of Mark. We've entitled this study, A Journey Through Mark. And my, 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 what a journey it has been thus far. We thank the Lord for chapter number 10. And what a marvelous chapter in God's Word. Many valuable nuggets that are found in our Bible right here in Mark chapter 10. And as we look at this and we just look at the, at the movement of this chapter, we have looked at marriage and divorce. We've looked how the Lord blesses the little children. We've looked at the, at the topic of the rich young ruler. And uh, now we come to our Lord's last journey towards Jerusalem. And we're going to be looking at his death. Jesus is heading towards Jerusalem. And his Galilean ministry has concluded and my, what a ministry it was, nearly two years in the area of Galilee, and multitudes, great crowds of people had followed the Lord, the miracles that the Lord performed, and the messages that Jesus preached. But now we see him moving towards Jerusalem, and him fully, fully knowing full well what was going to befall him as he makes his way towards the cross of Calvary. Today, we're going to be talking about in just about three verses here in Mark's gospel, chapter 10, verse 32, down through verse 34. And we're going to be looking at what Jesus is speaking to his disciples. If you'll notice with me, Jesus, first of all, is persistent. In verse number 32 of Mark's gospel, chapter number 10, the Bible says in they were in the way going up to Jerusalem. And Jesus went before them. He was leading the way. And they were all, they were amazed as they followed. They were afraid. And he took again the 12 and began to tell them what things should happen unto him. 
Now, as I look at this verse, there's many things that I could see. They were heading to Jerusalem. Jesus was leading them. He was out front, and they were amazed, and they followed. I noticed the, the Bible says they were afraid. What were they afraid of? Well, I'll tell you what they were afraid of. They knew full well that the Pharisees wanted to kill Jesus and them too. And there's no question about that. They knew that it was a very serious matter. They were going in to the mouth of the lion, if you will. And he told them, according to the verse here, he took uh, again, he and he took again the twelve and began to tell them what things should happen unto him. So he's going to reveal to them again what is going to take place. Not only do we see Jesus persistent, but we see secondly Jesus' passion. See the prediction here that he is going to reveal to them in verse 33 and verse 34. This is the third time that Jesus has spoken about his crucifixion, about his, his passion, if you will. And as we think about that, uh, the disciples, they, they couldn't believe it and they didn't want to believe it at all. But we know that this was the third time that we find in the scripture that he had told them plainly about what was going to take place. And we not only notice the prediction, but then concerning Jesus' passion, but we also see the precision that he speaks. In verse number 33, if you'll notice in Mark 10, the Bible says, saying, behold, we go up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man shall be delivered unto the chief priest and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death and shall deliver him to the Gentiles. And they shall mock him and shall scourge him and shall spit upon him and shall kill him. As I look at this, no one can argue the Lord Jesus is predicting exactly with gr the greatest of precision his exact steps towards his death, the exact events that would take place one by one by one by one. As we look at this, it, it, it's marvelous to see that the Lord knew exactly what was going to happen. He knew that in the Garden of Gethsemane that he was going to be betrayed. He knew that he would be delivered to the chief priests and to the scribes. He knew that they were going to condemn him to death. The crowd would cry, crucify, crucify. And as we look at this, and he would be delivered to Pilate, to the Gentiles, and they would mock him. They made, they made fun of him. They would, they would cast lots for his garment. And he knew that he was going to be scourged. Pilate said, we're going to flog him. We're going to, we're going to scourge him. I'm going to release him. And they said, no, we want him dead. And so they, they, they beat him with a cat of nine tails at the whipping post and they spit upon him. And then on Calvary's tree, they nailed the sinless son of God. And here it is in verse 33 and part of the verse 34 that we find such precision in the Lord's prophecy. And anybody who could see that and read that and realize that all these things were fulfilled, each and every one of them to the degree as Jesus spoke it, 
My, my, what a Savior we have, knowing full well what lay ahead in his life, and yet he was willing, and he did it for you and me. I, I marvel at that. We see Jesus persistently going to Jerusalem. We see the passion of Christ. He speaks of the passion. The prediction is given with astounding per precision, if you will. And then thirdly this morning, not only do we see Jesus persistent and Jesus passion, but we see thirdly, his purpose. Jesus' purpose. If you'll notice in verse number 34 of Mark 10, and they shall mock him and shall scourge him and shall spit upon him and shall kill him. And the third day he shall rise again. I don't know about you, but isn't it amazing to know that we serve a risen Savior? I'm glad, thank God, that he is alive today and he lives forevermore. And you see, the purpose for it all was to, for him to be the complete sacrifice for our sins. But not only that, but that he would come forth out of the grave and that he lives. He arose from the death, from the dead. And because he lives, you and I have eternal promises that are sure and steadfast. We have the great high priest that is seated at the right hand of the Father. And I want to say this. He's interceding for whosoever will. We should rejoice in that because we have a living Savior. Our religion is different than any other religion that the world has ever known. Why is that? Because we have a sacrifice that is satisfactory unto God. But not only do we have the sacrifice who died, but we have a sacrifice who is a living sacrifice. The great high priest, Jesus Christ, rose from the grave with great victory. And because he lives, friends, you and I have the promise of heaven one day, all because of him. And while the ages roll, we'll just keep on praising him. Well, I'm about to get preachy this morning, but I'm thankful for the word of God. Jesus persistently going towards Jerusalem, knowing what was going to happen, knowing his passion was before him, knowing the suffering of the cross, knowing the shame, the sorrow, and the indignation that he would suffer for you and me. But yet his purpose was fulfilled when he said it is finished. And three days later, three nights later, he arose from the grave and he did that for you and for me. Well, I say hallelujah and praise his name. Lord willing, we'll be back again for another Bethel Baptist Bible devotion time and we'll pick up where we left off this morning. This is Pastor Donnie bidding you a great day. May God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just breathe.